What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I will give you a refund if you get this podcast for free. Hey, we are here at episode uh, 78, where we're going to be talking with Brian McGinnis about Google Stadia. Woo! Which is actually one of our news pieces today. Uh, but yeah, Liz, how you doing? Well, now I'm confused. About what? Your intro. My intro? Well, we'll get to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, otherwise, I'm good. Cool. Yeah. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to jump into the intro and then just get started with our movie minutes because uh, we have a guest on, so I don't want to make this episode too long. Yeah. And plus, you won't be here for the episode interview. No. Yeah, you got work. Yeah. So sorry about that. Uh, but it's going to be me and Brian McGinnis talking about Google Stadia. But let's just get into it. Uh, you can definitely check us out on the social medias at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journeyverse. So you can follow us there and be friends with us there. And as well as Instagram. Uh, we are on Instagram, Games and Groceries, one word. Oh, man, I'm exhausted. You got uh, this on. I do. I have this. Let's go. Uh, Games and Groceries, all one word. We can follow us on uh, Instagram there and check out some behind-the-scenes photos as well as a midweek-speak question where I ask you every single week about a certain topic and we check it out on the Wednesday's upload. And if you are on uh, listening on iTunes, you can definitely give us a rating or a review. Uh, definitely give us your honest star ratings and your honest feedback so that uh, we can know how you like the show. But you can also, if you don't know where to find the audio versions of the of the podcast, you can check out our website, gamesorgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to them on the audio versions. And finally, if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely consider hitting that subscribe button and that notification bell so that you know when all these episodes come out and you are notified thereon. All right, let's just jump into it with our first segment... Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters, or in this case, Disney Plus. Woo! Uh, and we like to talk about it, whether we recommend it or don't recommend it. And since it's the holiday spirit, uh, holiday times, we are going to be watching Christmas movies, and we're going to be rating it one to ten jingles of how much it gives us Christmas spirit. Ten being um Elf. Tell uh, Elf is the um. A little yardstick there. So we watched the movie on Disney Plus. It is an exclusive on Disney Plus. It is called Noel, starring yeah. Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader, as well as Billy Eichner. So, yeah. Liz, opening thoughts. I liked it. Yeah. Um, we talked a couple of a couple of different movies that it definitely reminded us of. Mm. It was definitely inspired by Elf. Yes. With little takes from other similar mm-hmm. movies. Um, which I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a cute movie. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, I, you can't go wrong with Anna Kendrick. She's hilarious. Yeah. That's just it. Is that, uh, as the movie opened up, uh, it seems just like harmless film, but yeah. it, it didn't seem all that bad. It just seemed like your average Christmas film. Uh, you got to be introduced to a couple of different characters and what the story plot is. Um, it's another introduction of the Santa Claus origin. Where instead of like the Santa Claus, where the one dies and you know the next one comes in, it's passed down in heritage, like a monarchy. Yeah, kind of like a monarchy. Yeah. So the son afterwards uh, goes up, 
But Anna Kendrick's character uh, says, like, well, why can't girls be Santa? And, okay, so we're not... This is this is within the first ten minutes, and then once you once you hear the little girl say, "Well, why can't I be Santa?" Like, ah, the direction. Here we go. But it was handled pretty well. Yeah, it was done really well. And even though you knew where it was going pretty much from the beginning, yeah, it was still really good and still an interesting story of how they were going to get to that point. Yeah, they didn't overdo it like a lot of like girl power message, and yeah. it try puts it in your face, and it does that. And tries to overpower the narrative, but I like this because the narrative more or less was naturally into that story. Mm -hmm. So it, it felt like it was organic. Yeah. That kind of story. So I appreciated that part. Uh, I know what you appreciated was a uh, snow cone. Yeah. Yeah. He was cute. He, he was a little baby deer. A little baby reindeer named he Snow Cone. So cute. Reminded you of Floki. Did. So definitely watch this movie for Snow Cone. It was so cute. Oh but gosh. but yeah, so um but our quick thoughts about this movie though, uh just just uh kind of talk about it. It is definitely something to be inspired from Elf. Oh, it, yeah. it definitely wants to be Elf. And you get to see that uh yeah. Anna Kendrick's character, who is Noelle, uh she has to go into the big city of Phoenix, Arizona. And as soon as she gets into Phoenix, Elf happens, uh, where Elf, for, um, you know, Buddy, Buddy the Elf's character, uh, he goes into New York and he, like, eats all the gum and uh, yeah. finds the world's best uh, cup of coffee. And uh, that's kind of what happens in this movie. So you can definitely tell that yeah. it's trying to be Elf and the Santa Claus and Fred Claus all combined. It was. So my take from it was that. The main picture was it was elf inspired, mm -hmm. but then they had pieces from Fred Claus, yes, Santa Baby, and what was the third one that we said? The Santa Claus? No, it was the Santa Claus Two. Santa Claus Two, Santa yes, Claus two. yes, yeah, Santa so Claus it was Santa Two. Santa Baby, Santa Claus Two, and Fred, Fred Claus. Claus. Yeah, that, and then they were little pieces that they took in to mm -hmm. make it from the Elf-inspired movie. Yeah. But it was actually done pretty well. Even though we could tell what it was inspired from, it was still pretty good. Yeah. But but yeah, it was it was, it was was a fine film. It's fine. That's that, that would be my last note for it, is that it's fine. Yeah. It's not going to blow your socks off. What After we finished the movie, I equated it to almost like a freeform or a Hallmark movie where it's a no it was definitely not as bad as hallmark lifetime whatever it, it's no it wasn't as bad as those it yeah it, it was pretty no. it was pretty bad the acting was better well yeah it's anna kendrick but that's what i mean like that's what makes hallmark and but lifetime no like the storyline i'm not i'm not talking about the acting i'm talking about the storyline in of itself was a hallmark movie you cannot deny that stop it yeah, I can because Hallmark doesn't do that. You don't understand. I do it's, understand. No, you don't because Hallmark does more like home, like inspiring stories, whereas this is like a yeah, Christmassy it's inspiring. Elf story. No, yes, it's ins <sighs> it's it's for a feminist movement. No, you don't get it. I do get no, it. You don't. You don't get what I'm trying to say. Anyways, <laughs> but. It is a Hallmark movie, no. um, but it's more in lines of those broadcast television kind of movies where it, mm -hmm. it's on TV, 
and it's fine. It's harmless, and that's and that's it. It's it's a safe movie. It doesn't really break it break a little. It doesn't break any boundaries like the Santa Claus and Elf does, and uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Like all those kind of broke the boundaries and kind of defined what a Christmas movie can be about. But this one is just a you know it's fine. It's fine. Like as a movie, it's it's fine. It's harmless. Uh, you can put it on during Christmas, and uh, that brings us to our last point: is that how many jingles does this give us? Uh, Ten being Elf or the Th- Santa Claus or Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. What do you give it? I give it like a seven and a half, eight. Okay. Because we didn't talk about it before, so I haven't had time to think about it. Yeah. Um, I want to say eight because mm-hmm. it's probably the most Christmassy one we've watched so far. I agree. So I'll probably give it an eight since I gave Claus or Klaus. I think it's Claus. No, it's Klaus. Oh, yeah. Since we gave Klaus seven and a half, I'll have to give this one an eight. I'm going to pet the dog. Good job. Thank you. What do you rate it? A seven. Yeah, I saw that one coming. It, it's fine. It's a, it's a decent Christmas movie. It is definitely all Christmas I all the way. I wouldn't mind adding it to my annual list of Christmas movies to watch. Yeah, and that's just it. Is that like it, it's fine? It's safe. It's decent. It it gives you the Christmas spirit, but not like full on. And like I said, I would equate it to more of like a free form or a. Um, it's mostly like it's like a free form movie. Yeah, it's like a free form movie, like Santa Baby. Yeah, it's exactly like Santa Baby. Like good acting. So subpar narrative. Good. Yeah, and that's just it. It's it's a safe cool nice little christmas movie if you have disney plus i i recommend it yeah if, if you're you in the disney Christ- plus you might as well watch it yeah if you have disney plus and you want to get in christmas spirit no it's fine it's good it's got it's got anna kendrick and bill Hader and billy eichner yeah like billy eichner like said, didn't play that much though no but like i said you can't go wrong with anna kendrick yeah but well, i mean uh, really if she's in it it's probably going to be decent yeah so but yeah that's our thoughts on the movie noel which is streaming now on disney plus so definitely check it out uh, I gave it a seven jingles. She gave it about an eight. So, you know, take that as you mean it. But I think it's fine. I would recommend it. I don't recommend Last Christmas. That wasn't really a Christmas movie. Right? Last Christmas? Yeah. No, that was not good. Cool. All right, let's go into our next segment with his top three gaming news. But you know what? We didn't talk about the, the one segment, but... Yeah, I didn't really tell you what the gaming news is, did I? Nope. Well, we're going to explore it in our next segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to break it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the games industry so that you're up to date with the games industry and our lives. Because uh, Liz doesn't know really any of these. I didn't really tell her what the gaming news is. Um, we've had a busy week because the past week was Thanksgiving, of course, and Black Friday. And, uh, I, yeah, I started my first full, full full-time, uh, work schedule. So we're still trying to get into the groove of things. Uh, but we still want to give you good content. So that, that's where we are right now. Woohoo. Good content right here. Yeah. So the first article I want to talk about, the first or number three gaming news, is that uh, Google says it'll give refunds to anyone who bought Stadia's free December games. So uh, Google Stadia, if you have it, uh, much like Xbox One and, you know, if you have Live Gold and uh, PS Plus, every single month they'll give you a free game. Uh 
much like your other ones. And next month in December, uh, the free game is going to be the original tour. Actually, next month, what, by the time you're seeing this, it's December. Isn't that crazy? Tomorrow's December 1st. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah, so December's free games is uh, Tomb Raider. And a lot of people bought it when it was on sale because if you also have a pro membership on Stadia, you also get discounts, much like uh, Xbox Live Gold and uh, PS Plus. And a lot of people bought the original Tomb Raider on sale for $10. And so next month it will be free. And a lot of people were angry. And so uh, Stadia, the developers for Stadia, all, you know, they, you know, wanted to give you a refund for that. Uh, we have this quote right here saying from the article, always linked down below. Definitely check out the articles as well. Give them a read. Um, but uh, Google Stadia manager says this. We know that some users have recently purchased these two games for their collection. Uh, the other one is I can't remember the other one. Oh, Farming Simulator 2019. Uh, a Stadia community manager said on the platform's community forum last night in response to the complaints. Because of the proximity between the launch of the platform and the announcement of these titles in Stadia Pro, we're happy to assist you if you'd like to request a refund if you have purchased either or both of these titles, even outside of our normal policy. So that's nice of them to actually offer refunds for people. Yeah. Because guess what? That has happened to me literally three times on Xbox. Yeah. Never once have I asked for a but refund. in my opinion... Yeah. I just, I, I just think it's stupid. Like, that's part of it. Like, you have, to, just like I don't know. It's you're 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 complaining about something that's your own fault. Yeah. You bought it. You knew that you had a subscription where you could possibly get it for free. Right. It was only ten dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not like you spent sixty bucks on it. Yeah, no, that's just $10. Like, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just stupid. Like, you, like, when you're a gamer, this is no shock to you that when you buy something, there's chances of it coming out for free in a month. Yeah. Or in a week. Like, I don't think, I wouldn't even blame Google for this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way that they're, that they're like giving in to the people that are complaining about it. Yeah. No, that's just it. Is that like, like uh, I said, this has happened to you before. It's quite common. Yeah, it happened to me with Oxenfree, yeah. where I bought it on sale, Oxenfree, and then the next month, it was free on Xbox yeah. Live Gold. And guess what? Didn't complain about it. Even when it's not free, when it's on sale, that happens in everyday life. You yeah. buy something, and then, pff, oops, tomorrow or next week, it's on sale, and you could have gotten it cheaper. But people just want to complain about Stadia they just do. for the sake of complaint. We're, we're going to talk about Brian McGinnis. Um... We're going to talk to Brian McGinnis. Uh, okay, pulling back the curtain here. Uh, I recorded with Brian um, before we recorded because we did talk about this a little bit. So keep keep in mind for that. Um, but yeah, it was a good conversation. Can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, but scheduling wise, woohoo! Scheduling with crazy work weeks. All right, but let's move on to the next gaming news because uh, I want to leave the stadia conversation to the discussion you're about to hear with me and brian mcginnis of playable characters podcast so uh number two gaming news does anybody remember slightly mad studios remember the name you remember that yeah you remember project cars nope remember the mad box Uh, remember the mad box yeah so 
Slightly Mad Studios, which is behind all that, actually was purchased by Codemasters. Codemasters buys Slightly Mad Studios for $30 million, um, which is massive. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, Slightly Mad Studios is most famous for its uh, IP known as uh, Project Cars. Uh, Codemasters, does anybody know about that? No. I immediately recognize the name. I, I woke up to the tweet uh, from Slightly Mad saying that they were purchased. So, uh, But I knew them from their racing games. Uh, I'm just Googling Codemasters right now, and I see the F1 series race driver grid. Uh, the other one, Grid, uh, Dirt Rally, uh, other F1 series, Dirt, of course. But yeah, uh, they are known for their racing titles. Mm-hmm. They are really in it for racing titles. And so then they purchased Slightly Mad Studios. And then they had uh, this to say about it. Uh, this is coming from the article down below as well. Uh, Codemasters' acquisition of Slightly Mad Studios will create a global leader in a racing genre. Uh, the Codemasters uh, CEO, Frank Sagnier, I guess, uh, said, uh, they're focused on AAA quality and their passion to put out uh, that they put into everything they create mirrors our own. Both companies have a number of world-renowned successful franchises along with the exciting product development uh, pipelines supported by leading IP and some of the best talent in the gaming industry. So uh, right there, they say, um, you know, we are part of the uh, racing genre. We want to create what mirrors our own. Uh, It seems like a good fit for them Mm -hmm. to be acquired by Codemasters. So, I don't know if this means that they'll get more money to, you know, make Project Cars 3 even better. Or even, will this give them enough money to make the Madbox? I was just wondering, yeah, when you brought up Madbox, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Where are they in that process? <laughs> I remember that they had sort of like a um, a trademark lawsuit about that for the name mm, Madbox. Yeah. And then they yeah. stopped production. But now Codemasters brings in a lot more money. Yeah. Maybe... Uh, Oh, and they did clarify that Ian Bell will remain the head of Slightly Mad Studios. Mm. So maybe Ian Bell will have more, uh, a little more cheddar to put on his uh, mad box. Excuse me. Lovely. Trying to make that a quiet one. But yeah, so cool on you and Ian Bell being uh, brought up. But yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Nothing more to say. No. Yeah. But let's move on to our number one gaming news. And um, yeah, apparently Phil Spencer is a little little bit backtracking, but not as much as people want to say. Uh, the Xbox boss responds to criticism of his nobody's asking for VR comments. Uh, and why I want to talk about this for a little bit. So Phil Spencer, of course, this past week, week and a half ago, maybe. Uh, he made the response. Because people are, you know, everybody's like wondering, is Xbox Scarlet going to be supporting my uh, supporting VR? And he said, well, you know, no, it's not going to have VR on it. It's not going to have VR because nobody's asking for VR. And a lot of people back, you know, they, they, they kind of like had some backlash to him saying like, well, what do you mean by that? Blah, 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 blah. I, I forget what Sony said to him, but Sony had some responses as well. Uh, you're taking my coaster away. No. I, need- I just see you banging it and making noise. Boom. Anyways. 
But yeah, Phil Spencer, um, he had those comments like, listen, nobody's asking for VR. And apparently people are mad about that. Nobody's asking for it. Yeah. He knows his market. Yeah. I'm an Xbox user. I'm not asking for VR. Yeah, you don't hear about a lot in the Xbox community that like asking about VR. No one's really interested and no one really thinks about it. Then also Phil Spencer has this to say also in the article down below. I've said publicly, I love how our industry has pioneered AI, physics, 3D, real time. I think that's real time. RT. Man, I am. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, VR and AR, you know, of course, virtual reality and augmented reality, etc. For us, it's about focus on our innovations right now. I've played some great VR games. I got to play Half-Life Alex in the summer. Amazing. And here's the important part. It's just not our focus with Scarlet. And that's perfectly fine. And that yeah. doesn't mean that they're closing the door on any future VR possibilities. No. It just means that that's not the focused feature in Scarlet. It's not what they're focused on. But they could come out with a mid-generation console that mm-hmm. supports VR. Yeah. Who knows? But he's just saying it's not for Scarlet. Yeah, that's just it. Is that like... He says it's fine. VR is fine for people. He he played Half Life yeah, Alex. He it's even amazing. Enjoyed it. But it's just not his focus. He actually also has made comments in the past about VR, uh, saying that it's isolating, mm-hmm. and he wants to bring gaming as a community. Yeah. You know, bringing people together. And VR is very very much an isolating kind of yeah dynamic. Uh, that's his prerogative. But he just says that VR is just not his focus with Scarlet. And that's fine. Yeah. It's just not it's just not what you're focusing on, and that's fine. I don't think people should be mad about him. No, I don't see anything wrong with that. If you really want VR, if you want VR that bad, then just go buy a PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Or buy a PC with VR capabilities. And I know you need to have a powerful uh, system for VR, but if you want to play Half-Life Alex, guess where you're going to have to play it? Oh, look at that. It's a PC. Go buy yourself a PC then. Go build one. Yeah, Get a gaming laptop. Uh, my my laptop is actually VR ready, so it's not oh the yeah, gonna. Look at that. Yeah, no, it's not the the best VR. <laughs> like you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get smooth uh, frame rates with this, but. But it'll do the job. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you want VR that badly, you you have then means ma- to then do so. Then you'll find a way. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. I think uh, he. I think he has the right to say that it's not his focus, and that's completely yeah. fine. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that, but apparently people do because that's the generation we live in now. Is that everybody has to have a problem with everything, and everybody has to be negative, and have everybody has to you know spout it up, blah, 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 uh, block Phil Spencer, blah, 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 which me and Brian McGinnis also talked about. So that's gonna be fun. Anything else to say about this? No, not really. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, with that said, uh, yeah. So comment down below. What are your thoughts about these gaming news? Uh, we have this uh, Stadia article saying that they'll give refunds. Do you think uh, Google is right to say that? Uh, do you think Google is in the right to give refunds? And should they give refunds? Should they have just backtracked with this whole like outrage? And comment down below. Also with Slightly Mad Studios. Have you played uh, Project Cars? Are you excited for Project Cars 3? Do you think this will give more finances to the Madbox? Uh, write your thoughts in the comments down below. And for VR, what do you think about Phil Spencer's uh, comments there? 
do you think he's right to say that or do you think he has you know he's he's misled in thinking that his audience doesn't want vr but definitely write it in the comments down below because i want to hear your thoughts about that so all right with all that said and done sorry liz you're not in this conversation with me and Brian McGinnis because you had to go to work. I was at work. You were at work. I had work at night, so I had to, you know, guess what? Pulling back a curtain with podcasting. Ha! Scheduling guests. It's always fun. But Around work and their work. Yeah. But that's the thing is that I know you like guests. I know you like guests on the podcast, and we want to do our best to give you the best podcast possible. So uh, let, let's just introduce our guests. Okay. So once again, this is Brian McGinnis uh, from the Playable Characters podcast. We're going to be talking about Google Stadia because he has purchased a Google Stadia. Uh, he has played it for a week or so, and I want to get his thoughts on it. So uh, let's just jump into the conversation with our final segment. Oh, wait, not our final segment. Let me redo that. With our next segment. It's interview time. All right, so with me today, we have Brian McGinnis from the Playable Characters Podcast. Uh, what we don't have with us is Liz, and she's not here, but her microphone's still set up, if you can still see that. Um, hopefully, this video is going pretty well if you watch it on YouTube, uh, because I'm also handling the camera on this podcast. But with all that said, our guest, how are you doing? What's your name? Hi. <laughs> My name is Brian, like you just said. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? Brian, What's going on? Brian means... Brian... McGinnis. McGinnis. And Brian means me. something in Gaelic, correct? Brian, I think, means like strong and handsome. So my parents really whiffed on that one. Yes. Um, I mean, I, but, uh, you're a strong dude, I think. And, uh, I'm tall. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and McGinnis just means like son of Guinness. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So yeah. son of the, um, from the drink, right? I wish. Yeah, I wouldn't you know, be loaded if that was the case. But we're related, I guess, 100,000 years ago, we were related to them. Dang. The family tree kind of broke off. Man. So, yeah. And now you're getting your wealth from uh, from comedy work. Uh, you know, some of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, when it comes, it's great. Yeah, man. So most of our audience, I won't say most of our audience, because uh, I want to ask you, uh, we actually mentioned this uh, last podcast, but I believe you are number 20 or in the top 20 for a gaming podcast. Am I correct? We cracked the top 30 okay. a few weeks or months ago, whatever it was. And then, you know, on iTunes for video games podcasts and out of the billion that are there, I, you know, we were pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um, and then Chartable stopped getting Podbean stats so now we're out of it so i can't tell what we are i assume we're still around that 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 yeah. level but we can't actually see what the specific numbers are because itunes and everything doesn't play nice together unfortunately yeah but but uh, still i have the screenshot so we were 30 you know <laughs> that's crazy though like out of yeah. all the competition out of everything on there you're like you still crap the top uh crap uh you still crack the top 30. You gave me a no potty mouth warning. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> Language. Oops. Um, so we do have a, a few interview questions for you because we want to get to know you a little bit better um, as both a person and as a um, person who does comedy. So let me get started. Firstly, uh, in your comedy work, I want to ask you, you're also a voice actor and I do a lot of voiceovers. In fact, uh, you just tweeted uh, your commercial where you were a bear in a commercial uh, going through people's trash. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Just like uh, art imitates life. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so with all that said, I want to ask you, 
How often does your voice get confused with Ray Romano's voice? <laughs> Pretty much almost every day. Yeah. And that happened to me before I started doing voiceovers. I've been doing stand-up since 2004 mm-hmm. and voiceover since 2010. So even early in my stand-up career and still currently, people when I get off stage, people are like, hey, you know who you sound like? Yeah. And I'll be like, Susan Sarandon? Uh, <laughs> they're like, no, uh, <laughs> Ray Romano. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot too. Yeah. Um, so it's always been a thing. Um, and then now that I do voiceover, of course, it's even more um people just know i'm like the ray romano guy and there are a few guys like me that actually sound similar to me unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, so a few people have this stupid voice but <laughs> i mean i mean it pays the bill somewhat so it's, it's i guess i can't complain right too on much, you know are there any uh, voices that you get confused with you said susan sarandon i, I, I was just joking yeah i know but, but... uh <laughs> people like if you look even at like the the um, the Facebook page for this commercial, like the Robitussin and Honey commercial where I play the bear, yeah. all the comments on it are just like, is this Rare Mono? Is oh this Seth God. Rogen? Is this Se- the guy from Seth Bob's Rogen. Burgers? Is And it says like a million. And I'll be like, hey, it's me. And they're like, who are you? Shut wow. up. I'm like, all right, sorry. But um, so for some reason, I've, I've been getting Seth Rogen lately, but I never got that until recently. I don't really hear that, but I, I can um, see it. A little. I, like, I guess a little. I don't yeah. Know. But uh, it's mostly mostly good old ray yeah. yeah uh but yeah we checked our audience we actually have ray romano here on the line it's actually not brian mcginnis it's actually ray romano he actually just sounds like uh brian mcginnis that's right you got <laughs> big guest big guest for you guys <laughs> well speaking of a big guest and a big deal here um actually a big role that's a lot of gamers it, it, surprise surprise we're on a gaming podcast but speaking of voice acting you actually got a role in until dawn the game and we want to ask you, can you tell us how you got that gig and, you know, what was the job like? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Not that I didn't get it the, the traditional way, actually, where it wasn't like an audition and blah, blah, blah. But I, I did kind of audition, but I, my friend Peter was actually helping. Was it Supermassive Games or Supergiant Games? What are they? I, oh, shoot. Supermassive. Su- su- Supermassive Games. Yeah. Um, was helping. That, they were, this was like their, one of the first games. They were very small and they were based out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, he was helping them out with this and i just bumped into him randomly one day on the street uh here in new york city and we were just chatting and he's a director and he goes hey i, I have a friend that's doing a game maybe you can blah 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 and i was like yeah let's uh whatever you want you know so they sent me a couple things to to read and audition i sent them the file in and within a couple of days they're like this is great let's do it i was like yes my first game you know Dang. um so i just went into a studio here in the city and um i played I read. I, I did. I read for four different characters. I think three are in the game. It was uh, the big one is when if you played the game, which you should because mm-hmm. it's awesome. Oh, um, yeah. All your listeners as well. It's such a fun game. Yeah. It's uh, the part in the when the two kids are in the tower on the walkie-talkie and they're talking to that really bored uh, Canadian uh, ranger. That was me being That's like, you. "All right, whatever." That was me. And then Damn. two at the end, and my character gets. Uh, eaten alive by uh rami malik at the end there which is cool wait were you the were you were you the stranger oh so at, i think it was even like post credits when their two yeah. guys are walking through like the tunnel oh okay. um, and you hear their voice like what is that what is that oh no and i had to scream and like pretend i was getting eaten alive and when i was doing that in the booth mm-hmm. in the voiceover booth they're like just go bigger and i kept like screaming and like you know writhing around in pain Dang. um so it was definitely a unique experience. It was super fun. Um, the company was 
you know, awesome. I'm, I'm so happy that they, that the game kind of blew up and they didn't really expect it to. Yeah. You know? Um, and then it was originally a PS3 game and then it took, they redesigned the whole thing for PS4. Um, mm. I remember it came out a week before my daughter was born. So I had to like plow through it to beat it before she was born so I could actually <laughs> play it. Um, so yeah, it was really, really a good time. And, I'm, and their, their new game, like Man of Medan or something like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten it yet, but I heard it's really good too. Yeah, yeah. I, I have it and I haven't touched it yet. It just, it came out in that time where yeah. a lot of games were coming it. out. So I have yeah. it on my Xbox. I just haven't touched oh, yeah? it. Cool. Yeah. But um, I'm I hope hoping, it's I'm good. hoping for a, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a, um, like a Black Friday sale or something. I have too many want to get it eventually. Oh yeah. I think it's actually on sale right now on the PlayStation store. Maybe. Yeah. I'm still a I'm still a physical guy mostly, but we'll talk about stadium in a few minutes. Oh, right uh, on. Yeah. Yeah we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll get to that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um and since we're on the topic of comedy, voice acting, uh getting gigs, it's it's really tough. Um and, and I want to ask you, as somebody who's in the business, uh, what are some of the challenges in trying to make a career in comedy and voice acting that not many people want to talk about or even know about? Yeah, I mean it seems fun and it is for the most part. Like, okay, so, so I'll start with voiceover. So voiceover, the money's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. But the gigs are very few and far between sometimes, especially mm-hmm. now the business has changed a lot. Um, not for the better for the actual actors, unfortunately. And it seems like I'm, it, it's a dumb thing to whine about because technically the job itself is super easy. Um, I'm just talking into a microphone, you know, Yeah. but um getting the gigs is hard. The audition process There's a lot of things that go along with it that, all right, it's not the, it's not all, you know, you know, in, in, unless you're a celebrity, which is why the business is hard now because all celebrities are doing voiceover. Yeah. So it's taken away tons of gigs for quote unquote, regular actors like myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's a problem there. Stand up is, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be a love of mine and that, that opens so many doors for me, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a grind man. It's super hard. It's um, it's not easy being out all night or even being on the road for a while. It's fun for the most part, but then there are times where you're like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I put myself through this, standing on stage in front of anywhere from three to 100 people and trying to make them laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I took some time off my daughter was born, and it's good to do that, I think, and that, to kind of get your mind set again. And I was about to say, and, you're also a family man while traveling, too. Yeah, so I I haven't traveled a lot since she's been born. I still go every now and then on them, mm-hmm. you know, just like a maybe maybe an overnight gig. But I used to go out often, you know, for a couple of days at a time on the weekend. And it's just this is hard. I'd rather be home a lot of times, you know. Yeah. Um. So so that takes a toll on you. Um. And you never know what the crowd is going to be like. So it's again, it's mostly fun, but when it's not fun, it's like the worst. <laughs> so yeah. Fun. But that. That's a problem. Like the highs are so high and the lows are so low that it's like it's a good balance. I think where it make, it kind of makes you want to keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like podcasting. Yeah, true that. <laughs> like, I think um, that that's pretty much a good example because a lot of so like it used to be just an everyday man kind of medium, a podcast, but now celebrities are taking up all these podcasts. I know Conan O'Brien now has his own podcast, and uh, Bill Burr has his and. It's just all over the place. Will Ferrell. Like, Will Ferrell. I mean, it's been, yeah, like, like I saw this thing the other day. Like, how are Bill, like, it's like, how are Will Ferrell and Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. uh, succeeding at podcasts? I'm like, well, they're two of the most famous people alive. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Like, Maybe. <laughs> and to be a, honest, like, 
Conan's I like. Will Ferrell's, it's not that good. It's just his character, you know? So it's like, people are going to listen just because it's them, of course. But Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it's hard. It's hard to build up a following, build listeners. And, and you know how it is. It's uh, We appreciate every single person that does listen. Yeah. Um, true. Yeah, and your podcast, the Playable Characters Podcast, it's just absolutely... I just want to say it's so unique. It's so creative um, in the way that you get other voice actors, other comedians to play actual characters and you interview them as characters and just puts a unique take on it. Um, I even remember. What's that? Sorry, keep going. Uh, I even remember I I listened to a couple um, before I met you at the Long Island Retro and I wasn't sure like how to feel about it. And then I met you and you explained it more. Um, you, you just saw the passion coming from you, and I was just like, you know, it's so funny. It's just so breathtaking. I'm not breathtaking. Um, well, yeah, breathtaking, but uh, uh, fresh air, <laughs> breath of fresh air. I want to say. I mean, when we started, it was three of us: me, Calvin Cato, and Al Patel. Al left us uh, about a year ago. No, nothing bad. He just wanted to do other things, and um, we we wanted to do a video game podcast. Mm-hmm. We're like, what should we do? We had a whole bunch of ideas. We were going to make it like just kind of news and tech and games and funny stuff, whatever. Yeah. And then like literally everybody's doing that. So we're like, what can we, how can we make it different? And Alpha was just like, what if we just like interviewed people like Bullet Bill? One yeah. Day? And I was like, that's how it started. We just made a whole list of names and then it just kind of grew from there. And that was, that was actually almost three years ago. So we started yeah. it in April of, uh, it'll, it'll be three years this April, but we but we had the idea of like January of that year. Yeah. So it took us a few months to actually kind of actually start it. We were waiting on a couple things, mm-hmm. um, and then we yeah we just asked a bunch of our comedian and actor and improviser friends if they wanted to do it and just be stupid for 30, 45 minutes. They were all into it. Almost everybody that we've asked has said yes. Yeah. Um, and the best thing for us is when they leave, they're like, "This was the funnest podcast I've ever done" because they're not being themselves. You know, they're just being. They're just being yeah. silly, as silly as they want to do, uh, as silly as they, as they want to be. And we have a super funny one coming out. Oh um, yeah, very soon. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you guys a a, a teaser. The uh, Bionic Commando inventor, the guy who invented that bionic arm. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> that scientist, and it's just a super funny character played by Doogie Horner, really funny comic. Oh man. Um, I can't yeah, wait. So it, it, it just got like the weirder it got, the funnier it gets. So, like you've listened. It's just like, yeah, I love when characters just like our friends take it to someplace we never thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the funniest thing for us. Like when we laugh, it's genuine laughter. We don't edit the laughs. We, we keep them in and we, mm-hmm. we want people to know we're cracking up too. Um, oh, I think that's the best but, part about it. But, yeah. I always say like, I'm such a, like, I wish I didn't host a show because I'm such a fan of it. Like mm-hmm. I, I wish I could, I wish I could experience it like, like Monday morning with everybody else. Like when, when it pops up on their, podcast app like they interviewed this person today like that's yeah. that's my favorite part like when we have a funny character like i want people to be like mavis beacon really mm-hmm. how'd they get her you know um my so that's goodness. kind of the, the funnest part for us yeah so speaking about uh your podcast your co-host calvin cato uh oh, <laughs> i actually uh contacted him to just like ask like what kind of like dirt can i pull up on brian mcginnis <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's oh, like, boy. he's like, oh, I don't know anything about him. But he did. Um, he did mention that you were in some terrible comedy shows that I should bring up. Can you tell us about a few of them or just describe them if you can't name any names? If, if, you, if you've been doing this for more than a month, you've, you, you've done a bad comedy show. I've been doing yeah. it for over 15 years. Um, Man. One of the worst, one of the, I guess, weirdest experiences 
I can give you two. I'll, I'll try to make them quick. So one time I, I used to live on Roosevelt Island in New York City. Okay. And uh, yeah, and they have this really weird old hospital there, which is what mostly for, uh, I mean, I'm the nicest way to put it, people that are just kind of, they're just waiting out life. You know, it's, it's yeah. they're, they're in a very bad spot, right? It's really sad. But um, so I met the guy who ran it at, the, at one of the restaurants there one day we were just chatting and he goes, Oh, do you want to do a comedy show for the, for the patients of the hospital, for the hospital? And I've done mm-hmm. shows like this before. And it's like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I kind of know it's like, a, it's, it's a very weird, like horror story type of hospital. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, we can pay you. I'm like, definitely then. Right? Yeah. Of course. So, so I bring uh, two friends, Joe Pontillo and JL Covan. They've both been guests on my podcast and, mm-hmm. We, um, I asked them to come and they're like, sure. So we get there and we were in the kind of like a, you know, pretty big auditorium. And I mean, they just kind of wheel in a bunch of patients that are not all there. Right. Um, and so we're like, oh no, what's, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So me and other comics are like, this could go, either, it's, this could go one of two ways, probably going to go the worst way, you know? And, and the, the guy there is like, you know what? They can't talk or speak or do anything, but they're mm-hmm. gonna. They can hear you and they'll appreciate what you're doing. I'm like, well, that's nice. That's if we can bring some joy to them, why not? Yeah. So I go up there and I'm I'm hosting the show for about a good 15 minutes, and it's I just hear silence the whole time, which mm-hmm. is you know a little awkward for a comic. And there's a bunch of people in front of you, but the only per- person we hear is this this guy who worked there in the back, just like <laughs> my man, just like laughing the whole yeah. time all the way in the back. He's having a good time. I bring up JL. He he played a WNBA Jam announcer. That guy, you know, and the King Bowser on our on our episodes. Um, nice. And he's a very good comic. And he just kind of ate it for twenty minutes. And he bombed. And he kept looking at me to the side, like, "Can I get off stage now?" And it was a Damn. really tough gig. And then Joe Pontillo, mm-hmm. uh, who played uh, you know the uh, Wario and Waluigi's mom, yeah, and the, uh, Sim City Mayor. That mm-hmm. guy. He goes up there and just kind of plowed through it and we're all doing 20 minutes and he just plowed through it and didn't care mm-hmm. and we're done and we're like that was probably the hardest weirdest gig we've ever done and again yeah. the guy at the end was just like you know what they appreciate it. I, I can tell in their eyes i'm like well that makes us feel good mm-hmm. and we just ran out of there as fast as we could basically yeah. so it was a tough gig it was hard but you know so those are the things where hey if people our job is to make people laugh that's it not to make you think not to make you change your opinions on politics it's just to make you laugh and if we can do that then i guess we've done our job you know um yeah it's kind of the main thing but so another time real quick i was in west virginia with, with my friend mark Ooh, west virginia uh, who played one, good yeah who played one of the bad dudes morgantown west virginia yeah um it was a very you know overall flip-flop no teeth uh, <laughs> pounding two beers type of thing at the same time crowd yeah um and the host who was the worst host I've ever experienced uh, did about 30 seconds of time up front. Usually they do 10 to 15 minutes. He did mm-hmm. about 30 seconds uh, to a very rowdy, loud, hateful crowd. Yeah. Brings me up. I plow through my 30 minutes as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. I, I kind of get them on my side, but they were just like very rowdy. Uh, the host, his name was Bart, by the way. Oh, nice. uh, he brings up. Yeah, he brings up my friend Mark. Uh, and he's like, hey, Bart, tell them, uh, you know, again, we're, we're in West Virginia, the heart of America. He goes, tell them I'm going back on my seventh USO tour overseas mm. to the Middle East next month. Because that, that'll really, oh, they'll, they'll love that, you know. 
-hmm. tell them like that. Uh, Mark Riccadonna, blah, blah, blah. He goes, okay, great. So Bart goes back up there and he goes, all right, everybody, uh, your headliner tonight is from the Middle East. What? And uh, we're se- we're sending him back next month. Oh, um, no, Mark, no. Mark something, couldn't even say his name. And Mark at the time had oh. a really big, long beard, like a big, oh, no. big, bushy beard. He goes up there oh, to this rowdy no. West Virginia crowd. They thought he was like some oh. Muslim coming to tell them jokes. He kind of bombed for 45 minutes. And it was the funniest thing for me watching in the back. Yeah. Um, as a cop, we like when our friends bomb sort of. It's just a funny because we've all done it. We've all experienced it. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the worst, <laughs> just the most awkward, weirdest experiences um, we've ever had. Uh, we, 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 this was probably 10 years ago. We still talk about it, me and Mark. Maybe it was like eight years ago, but yeah. So wow. good times in Morgantown, West Virginia, everybody. Wow. You're from there, I'm sorry. But it was fun. Man. So we never heard from Bart since ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with all of these stories, and this is the last question I want to ask you before we get into our big topic, but um, we, we talked about your voice acting. We talked about how uh, you get confused with celebrities and people are disappointed that's not Ray Romano. We talked about how <laughs> yeah, you have uh, these uh, game gigs and you're in the booth long and you're touring, but you have a daughter and you have some terrible comedy shows. Uh, but you say there's a lot of highs to this. You have a lot of uh, things to work for and be passionate about. And the, the last thing I want to leave off of before we enter into our gaming topic is that why do you feel like it's important? How, how do you feel, Brian McGinnis, that it's important to follow your passions in life rather than think that you'll never, quote unquote, make it? Yeah, and that's that's the main question that you ask yourself every day Mm -hmm. when you don't do a, you know, quote unquote traditional type of job. Right. Right. It's like, why do this? And even like, you know, being on set of TV or movies, it's not that fun to be honest. And I've done Mm -hmm. a bunch and some of them are really fun if Mm -hmm. they're quick, but sometimes you're there for 15, 16 hours Mm -hmm. on your feet, just, or even just like just literally waiting around to say action and do something. So it's, showbiz seems fun but behind the scenes it's not very glamorous at all and Mm. you know i've had i haven't worked a real job quote unquote since since june and for a couple reasons but my wife has a good job thankfully so we're fine there i still get residuals from 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 voiceover and things like that so i can't imagine going back to doing something now you know i'm only 39 but Mm -hmm. you you put so much time into something, whether it's stand up, voiceover, the podcast, whatever it is, and it's like it brings you joy. And that's what, at this time in my life, that's what I want to do. My wife teaches; she loves that. Um, voiceover, while I can work literally ninety nine point nine percent less hours than her and make more money, it sucks for her. But hey, it's it's great for us. And yeah. that's the thing; it's like the money's great sometimes, and it's but it really is super fun being in a booth and bringing a character to life um mm. and whether it's a stupid commercial you know uh, not stupid i mean amazing perfect you know? yeah uh, <laughs> right. or with it's or just going up there and stand up and do even just 10 minutes just making people laugh it's just something that you know you feel like this is this is what i want to do forever and for stand up for a long time money doesn't come in mm. it really takes even like even people do it full time aren't raking in the dough like it's really hard to make a living off a stand-up most people actually don't you know yeah Uh, hard but it's one of those things where it's like this is the passion this is what you've you've we i've 
we've chosen this life. Like I tell my wife, cause she's a performer. She was a, a singer for a while. She teaches now, obviously, but mm-hmm. we don't have a traditional life. We, we chose this. This is where we're going to stick with it. And you know, it's, uh, makes unique conversations sometimes, but you got to always think back, like, is this the right move for everything family wise, whatever. And, you know, you kind of keep going back to the yes part of it. Like you can't give it up. And that's how, that's how I think, you know, Mm-hmm. like is this what is this the right thing to do if you really just can't give it up and i feel like it's almost addicting in a way yeah uh, to do these things so Man. does that help a little bit I don't know. no it does like uh yeah. you're passionate you know what your passions are and you uh i like how you mentioned you can't imagine going back to an original or a traditional job because it's just not you you know um and we, we talked about a little bit about you know making a passion from a career a career with uh the people from limited run games and sure, yeah, um, some people, like, if they only followed their passions, then nobody would work in a grocery store. But I I worked in a grocery store for upwards of a week, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I saw some passionate people there in the grocery. Like, that was their life, and they loved doing it. They didn't. And they, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's great, too, I think. Like, hey, if that's what you've chosen, I, I don't. Oh, I'm not trying to call you out, Brian. Like, I'm just like, no, saying, no, no, no. I'm saying, like, if yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a showbiz thing. Like, I tell people, don't do stand up if you're like, it, it's, it's not easy. Like, it's hard. But if you find something like a traditional thing that makes you happy, that's the mm-hmm. best. Like, that's who cares what it is. Exactly. You know? um, yeah, yeah. So I'm with you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like what you say there. And it's, it's just something I can, every time I, I uh, talk with you or like, find, you know, once a year when I see you at uh, Long Island Gaming Expo, hopefully I can make it this year. Uh, by this year, I mean next year. Um, but every time you know I speak with you, you just have this kind of like drive, this passion, this motivation, just to like keep going, keep uh, keep making people laugh, and you and you do very well at it. Uh, Calvin, eh, you know, not so much. Yeah, uh, hit or miss. Yeah. Hit or miss. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Yeah. But you know that that's why I wanted to ask you this question. It's like, why do you think it's important? But um, but yeah, I know you're very excited to talk about Google Stadia. So um, why don't we just go ahead and start talking about it uh, with, yeah. yeah, let's go into our final segment. Talkie time. So every single week here on the Games and Groceries podcast, we like to do a talking point about the games industry, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation, or today we're talking about uh, what's the deal with Google Stadia. And the reason why I wanted to bring... Oh. <laughs> The reason why I want to bring Brian McGinnis here on the podcast to talk about Google Stadia is that he's been a Stadia advocate for as long as I can remember. Uh, I don't know why either. I just like it seemed yeah. cool. Yeah. It's, you know, this, is, this is the most divisive gaming thing since the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what people's problem is with this with this thing. But anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, true. And uh, <laughs> we got a few talking points here. And I think we always start our conversations here on the Games of Christmas podcast uh, by defining the conversation. And... and what we're going to define today is let's define our own internet speeds, the internet environments that we're in, and what Google says you should have in order to have a playable experience. So, uh, Brian, what does your internet speed look like in your residence? From Verizon, I have the gigabit. I have the, the fastest oh, one. Oh, man. So, okay. Yeah. But I get, like, on Wi-Fi, I'll get maybe 100 meg download, if that. Um, oh, wow. When I'm connected... The PS4 Pro can only go up to 500, actually. Yeah. So that's maxed out, and which is obviously more than capable for anything else. So um, most things I do have wired, right? I have a Netgear router. Um, I don't have the stupid Verizon one because it stinks. But um, I bought an extra one for myself, which is like high-powered. Because I actually have a very 
first of all, nowadays you have a million things connected anyway, right? Like you have a yeah. million things on Wi-Fi or connected. so, and we actually have, you know, for the, for, especially for, for Queens, uh, an enormous uh, apartment. So it's very big. So I needed something that would reach the back rooms as well. Um, yeah. But by the everything, way, uh, PS4, Switch, what's that? Oh, I was going to say any of our listeners uh, in Queens, um, I remember when I still lived in New York, I still lived in Long Island and the place I lived in, everybody said that was huge. Me coming from Pennsylvania, I'm used to big houses. I'm like, yeah. it's okay. But then I explored other residences, including Queens. I'm like, wow, your, your places are small out here because you don't have enough space out there. Yeah, we have a 2,000 square foot apartment. Oh my God. Oh, it's wow. actually enormous. Yeah, we got lucky. It, people come over like, "What the hell is this?" Like, because it's it's it's. We just got very lucky with this place. Yeah, because uh, we don't want to. I I was yeah. in a four bedroom apartment or four bedroom house, and it was sixteen hundred square feet. So yeah, yeah. Four this bedrooms. place is like ridiculous. It's like laughable how big. It is. So we, we we love it. We're very appreciative of how big it is. But yeah, um, so that's why we need a you know a nice fast internet or at least powerful right um, to reach all those so, uh, corners. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I'm in, uh, so that's, so my internet's very good uh, Yeah. because we don't do cable through Verizon. I just have PlayStation view for the next mm-hmm. two months. That's it. Cause they're canceling that too. Yeah. Um, definitely consider going I, to Hulu live TV. It's uh it's pretty good service. That's what we're on now. I might just say, forget it. Um, I'm going to miss the sports stuff. I'm gonna, I'll figure that out somehow, but yeah, I don't know if I think we may just take a break because there's too many things anyway. And I just want to kind of stop <laughs> with the yeah. with TV for a bit. So we got to figure that out. My wife may want to do YouTube or Hulu TV. We'll see. That's that's why we went on Hulu Live because uh, Liz watches yeah. more cable than I do, and I wanted to watch like the Eagles and all that. So, yeah. um, no, I was on PlayStation View for a while, and then I switched over to Hulu Live TV, uh, just because I saw that uh, the PlayStation View was ending. Um, but it's not about yeah, that. We, um... I don't know if we're going off topic or not. That's all right. Hey, it's gaming stuff. Yeah, true. Related, it is. Right? PlayStation. So I, I think, um, yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do, so we'll see. Yeah. I, 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 I've been doing View for, geez, probably four years, if not more. It was a good years. service. It really was. I love it. I love it. It stinks that it's going away. Yeah. I know. But, um, but yeah, my, my internet speed out here, now I live in central Pennsylvania, and right. we have Comcast. Um, I tried to get Fios out here and apparently the municipality is like a no-go with Fios. Um, so I have, the plan I'm on is 300 megabytes and I get, it's a, it's a pretty decent connection of like 300 to 400, uh, depending on the connection. And, um, but I only have 10 megabytes upload, which trying to upload on YouTube is just God awful. Um, But yeah, Google says, though, that you need to have, what, 35 megabytes down to have 4K rendering, I believe. Yeah, that's what they say. It'll, it would it will work mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. I don't care about the 4K, to be honest. Like, how much better are these games going to look at this point? Like, they're fine. I, yeah. I, I think it's, like, I'm not a very picky. And people are like, oh, it's not 4K, 60 FPS, no way. You, I'm like, well, nothing is. Literally nothing is. Yeah. Unless you have a $4,000 PC. And so what are you thing. crying about? And you that's know? the thing. We, we're coming from the generation of uh, the N64. And, th- like, just the, the, the polygon count for the N64. And we were just, like, jaw-dropped by that coming from the SNES. And people are complaining that it's not 4K and it's just it's it's fine. It's 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 fine. Yeah, like 
it's fine. Like, how much better can Last of Us honestly look? I know. Oh my goodness. Last you know what I mean? Like, so come on, man. You. I mean, when my wife watches me play, or just look walks through the room and I'm playing 2K, mm-hmm. she goes, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "Ah, you're stupid." I'm like, "No, <laughs> this is a, this is a game. It looks that good. It looks like TV." You know? Yeah, it, um, it looks incredible so, for like, where we are. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So. Yeah, but um. So, so that's our internet. Like that, that's our situations in the residence that we live in. Um, so we're both in pretty good areas to play Google Stadia. Like the yeah. the servers are uh, well, fine and good. I would like to test it sometime in Central Pennsylvania because I haven't uh, touched it yet. But um, so let's talk about the announcement of Google Stadia. They uh, Google actually had their own kind of press conference just to talk about this a little bit. And um, what was our individual opinions about it, you know, when the announcement came out? And, like, before the launch, what was our yeah. individual opinions? What, like, back in March or June? Like, I feel like they announced it in March. Yeah, they announced it in March. And then the... Pre-orders went live in June. That's yeah. when I bought it. The pre-order was in June, I think, right? Yeah, um, they had, like, their own E3-esque, I think in, like, right. May or June. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, so when they did that... When they showed everything, when they showed the guy going from their phone to the tablet to the TV to mm-hmm. the Chromebook playing Assassin's Creed seamlessly, yeah, I was like, well, that's cool. I'm like, I'm going to play 95% on my TV, so whatever. But yeah. I still thought, that's cool. Like, yeah. that's a, you know what? That's innovative. Why not? Yeah. And then everything they showed and they just kept going and going. I'm just like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This, this might be a game changer. This literally might be the best idea ever and who can pull it off besides google like who else is gonna really do this they're like mm. they're not a game company so what yeah it doesn't matter neither was sony neither, neither was, was microsoft, microsoft. yeah not a game company you know what i mean yeah um so the fact that people got so butthurt about this like and still just there's so much hate mm-hmm. for people who haven't even tried it which yeah. is the weird thing for me i don't understand why people are hating it they're just rehashing talking point. some guy blocked me the other day what just because he's like yeah it was hysterical he's just like this thing stinks i'm like have you played it no but it stinks i'm like but why do you think it stinks it actually works very well just because it works for you and he's like yeah and i'm like dude it's actually a very good service and he's like listen bro i know i can tell you're just some kid who like oh <laughs> my like, Yo, if you only knew uh yeah. and he just blocked it before i could reply and i just found it so funny that he was so dead set on hating this thing that's the era we live in though like it's just like if you don't agree oh it totally is and it's gross yeah it's so gross and people like you don't need another player in this game i'm like actually if sega didn't do what they did in the 90s yeah we'd have nothing else like do you realize what they did to nintendo Mm -hmm. do you realize what sony did like like, yes we do um because complacency stinks look at madden yeah you know what i mean oh my god um look at 2k even as good as 2k is it's Mm -hmm. i love it it's the same game because NBA Live, first of all, they cancel it every year <sighs> because EA has no idea what they're doing yeah. with that anymore. Um, it's ridiculous. So you need people to do things like this, and then, like, and then the X uh, Game Pass, the Xbox. Again, you, you know, I'm an Xbox hater, just jokingly around most. Oh of the time yeah, because yeah, because PlayStation is so much better in general. But anyway, <laughs> but it's like when they, like the whole X Cloud and game, and people went crazy for that in a good way. Mm-hmm. But it actually the service apparently stinks. But people don't look past that just because it's yeah. Xbox. They think it's I'm like, hold on. It's actually not good. Most people say it's not. And everyone's saying Stadia is good. Yeah. But people who haven't played it are saying the complete opposite. And it's a very weird thing. Very weird time right now. Like you said, it's the era we live in. It's very weird, the hate 
that this is getting for no reason other than I have bad internet, therefore I can't use it. Okay, then don't. Yeah. You don't have to. Keep your console. I'm still going to keep my consoles. I'm not going to sell anything. I'm still getting a PS5 probably. <laughs> like Unless yeah. Stadia really does something incredible the next year, which they so far have. Mm-hmm. But the unwarranted hate is like the funniest thing about this. I just don't understand it. The, the thing, know? like, why not just see how it works? That's all. The, the hate that I, uh, lack of a better term, hate hearing, um, is the cost of everything. And just to say that like, well, you have to pay $130 just to get into the system. And then you have to buy the games. I'm like, okay, Nintendo switch came out and they had a bunch of third party games that you already played on other systems. Oh. So you had to buy uh-huh. another console and then rebuy the games. Uh-huh. It's a, it's the same situation. Uh-huh. It's, uh-huh. but because it's not a physical console yeah. because of that, people think it's in a different dynamic. Like, no, it's just like every other console that come out. You have to buy into it. Yeah. That's just and it. And first of all, you don't. Yeah. That's the thing too. If you, There's if you pay version. the one thirty found as a dish, which I did, you get the controller, which is great. You get a Chromecast ultra, which I've never had before. And this thing is magic. Really? By the way. Oh my God, dude. Everything I stream through the Chromecast is a hundred times clearer really than just streaming on view or netflix like i cannot believe i'm just like wait a second i have a 4k tv which i've barely gotten any use out of for the past five years i bought it early and i'm stupid but <laughs> now that i can yeah. see the benefits of this thing watching the mandalorian on this woo, Ooh, man. it's incredible yeah it's it's so much clearer even like my daughter's cartoons are, are 10 times clearer that's great so that's a cool thing and then you get it's just like playstation plus you get free games every month right mm-hmm. they've already given you they've already given away four they, really? they came with Destiny 2 and Samurai Showdown. Okay. And they, they just announced uh, Tomb Raider the, for the first reboot, which is one of the best games ever played. Yeah. And a farming simulator. Who cares? But why not? Yeah. I've never tried it. I'm, I'm excited to try that stupid game, you know? Because it looks fun. Yeah. So they those game. are four free games already. You mm-hmm. get discounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and next year, when it's a, the official launch, it's Stadia's free. You just buy the games. Yeah, that that's just if you it. want, but you don't get 4K. Who cares? You know. Yeah, and that and that's just is so like uh, with the 4K rendering. I I don't really care. I I love seeing it. Like uh, right. like playing Red Dead Redemption Two on my One X after playing it on my original Xbox, that was awesome. Just to see. That yeah. But I bet like I had still had a fan. Not a deal breaker, right? No, it wasn't. Like when I played on the original Xbox, right. like yeah. the the VHS looking thing. Uh, original Xbox, and I played yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two on it. I still had a fantastic time with Red Dead Redemption, Red, Red Dead Redemption Two. Four <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, K is a nice icing on the cake, but it's not the cake in of itself, in my opinion. People are saying it is, and Google clarified like we said up to four K. And first of all, it's up to the developer, yeah, not Google, to do that. And people are like you lied. I want a refund. I'm like, no, they didn't. Yeah, they no one lied about anything yet. It, this works better than I thought it was going to work. Like Stadia yeah. works so good. Oh, yeah. and, and, and here's a funny thing. So yeah. I've been playing it almost for the past week exclusively. I've just been playing two K. I played Guilt, the uh, the one exclusive. Okay, I just finished it yesterday. It's incredible. Guilt it's is such a great stealth puzzle horror game which i don't mm. like that much but this game drew me in and it was so good right mm. um so i'm playing m- mostly those nah. i popped in i got days gone and control the other day on black friday uh, they had nice. like a pre-black friday thing at best buy yeah so i got days gone 
the PS4, mm-hmm. popped it in right away. Yeah. Um, 30 gig update, install. <sighs> and then my PS4 Pro even was just like, sound like a jet engine, you know? It just makes serious? that super loud fan. And I'm just waiting there for, you know, I went, I, I got breakfast. I went and did something else. I started, you know, I'm, walk, I'm on, my, on my laptop. I'm doing some work. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting 45 minutes for this thing to finish. And I just, I'm just laughing to myself like, there's none of that with Stadia. You click a button, the game mm-hmm. starts. My goodness. Like instantly almost, you know? So it's like, is it going to take the place of my console? I don't, maybe eventually, I feel like in the future, within yeah. five years, yes. Probably five, 10 will. years maybe the road, last, yeah. yeah, this maybe the last generation of console, which is crazy to think about, you know? Yeah. Um, like the PS5 and, and whatever, Scarlet. Um, mm-hmm. But Stadia just works, man. Um, I've been... You know, playing 2K and everything, it's so impressive that how seamlessly it works. And if you don't have good internet and you still buy it, well, yeah. that's on you. <laughs> that's a dumb decision you made. Yeah. Um, if someone does that, you know, but it works. It's, I have no idea I'm not playing on a console minus the huge loud noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the and, fan noise. and that's just it. Is that like if you don't have good internets, you know, I, here's the thing I'm betting on I'm betting everything that Google is going to have their own isp in the near future to, to specifically support uh google stadia that that's my opinion because google has the capacity they they have uh everything at their desires to make like a, a verizon fios xfinity whatever kind of competitor in yeah. my opinion here's the thing too like, like the people like oh but yeah but i hate google i'm like okay Pretty good chance you have a Gmail. Yeah. Pretty good chance you actually go to Google every day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and you've never given Google a dime in your life, most likely, and, and they yeah. control everything. Yet they still yeah. make trillions of dollars. I don't know how they pulled that off. And that's but the like thing. you don't pay for email, you don't pay for anything, but you still use Google services all the time. You don't even know it. And that's you the know? thing. Like I even say on this podcast, like very often, I'm not a fan of Disney at all. I don't like Disney. I don't like their. Why? Their, uh, well. It goes into my childhood. See, back in the day, I'm going to like lean back here as a counselor. But <laughs> um, no, I just never was a fan of Disney. I didn't like the I think there was overplayed in my childhood. I hated Disney World. I was eight years old, hated every minute yeah. of it. Um, but that's the thing. I can say I hate Disney till my face turns blue. But guess what? I still. Fine. Yeah, I'm what's yeah, I'm still I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still like, well, that's the thing that like you were talking about. I like people who hate Google still consume Google. I hate Disney, but there's like IPs of Disney that I still consume. Like, oh, I hate Disney. Do you like Star Wars? Marvel yeah. and Pixar. Marvel, yeah. Pixar. Like, do you hate Pixar? I like some Pixar movies. Guess what? Yeah. You're consuming Disney. And that's the thing about Google is that like you can hate Google all you want, but you're still consuming it. Yeah, I'm all, I'm, I mean, I've, I've submitted, I've given all my information to Google. I understand they'll run the world one day, which, you know, they kind of already do. So I don't care anymore. Yeah. And we've all given our information. We've all given everybody. There's nothing we hide anymore. Everybody clicks on anything. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. I have Google homes in my house. I have the Google pixel phone. I, I have yeah. Chromebooks. We're a Google house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's also why Stadia kind of made sense. I'm like, I'll try it. I know people who aren't even gamers, mm-hmm. but they're Google people that are getting Stadia and that's cool. Yeah. Um, my cousin doesn't play games. He hasn't had a console in forever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he, he got Mortal Kombat on stage. He goes, I'm getting my butt kicked. I'm like, when's the last time you played Mortal Kombat? On my SNES back in 95? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, there you go. It's changed a bit yeah. since then. <laughs> you know, but he's having fun playing it. 
And that's the thing. What was your first what was your first impression when they announced it? Like what what did you think? So I thought like you that this is innovation. And people here's the thing about human beings, especially in this era, people hate <clears throat> innovation. People hate they should they, they, they do. Yeah. They they say that they are so in for the future and technology is advancing and they want they want medical uh, things to operate. But the advancement of anything, anything to step out there and say, I have something that could change the game. People are just like, it can never work. It's it's done for. It, it can be for your career or it can be for innovations like Google Stadia. And I thought a lot like you, like, I'm not, this is not something that I'm going to consume. This is not something I'm going to pre-order. But the idea of game streaming, I can get behind. Like, I can get behind in the next, like, five years. Um, so I, what's that? Yeah, and here's the funny thing too. People just like, yeah, but Game Cloud's awesome and everything. And then, yes, too bad Sony doesn't do anything like this. I'm like, PlayStation Now has been a thing for years. Yeah, and that's and it works really. And I have that, and it works great. And you can download your games on PlayStation Now. Yeah, so you don't have to stream it. Like it's like this is the thing. Like I don't know why people, the people who make the biggest noise about how dumb it is, are the ones who know the least about it. And that's the thing. That's yeah, it's just like it's this human Twitter, just like blah blah blah, mm-hmm. just yelling dumb stuff all the time, and they don't know what they're talking about. And that's just it. Is that like, I I guess my opinion of it was indifferent. I didn't hate it, but I wasn't going to consume it. It was just like you know what, this is the future. I mean, I don't think it will be the future in 2020, but it's inevitable. And it's actually here's the thing: people are just like the latency, the like this. It is functioning. It is functioning more than it would in 2002. Like that's the point. It's 2019 and it's actually functioning. Like that's future and, right there. And if it's this good now, the first week yeah. it came out. Yeah. Like just imagine what it's going to be like in a year. And Google updates their stuff all the time and and they're 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 not just going to and people are like, "Yo, they kill all the, they kill all the all their projects." I I can't stand that excuse because mm-hmm. first of all, they don't. They roll stuff into other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they they try tons of things because that's what they do. They're a tech company. Yeah. They make tech. They make cool stuff to make your life easier. And then they roll things into other stuff. Um, and that's why, like, they're, they're going to kill us in six months. No, they're not. No, they're going all in on this thing. You know, like they um, hired Jay they Raymond. They, they hired Phil Harrison. They they they're investing. Uh, they're putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah, uh, like they're not, and. Um, I even a company like Google that is the most successful company pretty much ever, like they have to see the negativity and the hate, and still it probably still even hurts them a little bit. Yeah, and that's what I worry about. I'm just like, I, I, which is dumb because it's just like, just, just, just keep going, guys. You're doing mm-hmm. great. I, I want to tell them like, just pat them on the back, like, hey, what you did is amazing already. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just keep going. Um, people will come around as they always do. You know. Um, but this yeah. has been the, really like the most d- divisive thing I've ever seen. And I, I, I compared this to the Wii U launch a few weeks ago where it's mm-hmm. like the Wii U launch was all Nintendo's fault because they couldn't explain. Oh my was. God. Yeah. N- nobody knew what it was. I have one. Yeah. Um, I worked in GameStop like, when it came out and I was just like, Oh man. And that, yeah. Like you have to explain it a thousand times a day. Yeah. Like the difference. Yeah. But this is not Google's fault. They explained everything really well. People mm-hmm. just were unwilling to read it and actually pay attention. Yeah. But they were very clear what this is, what it's going to be, all the features that are coming down the road, 
not all day one, you know? So um, people just lost their minds for no reason. Yeah. So I want to combine these next two uh, talking points in uh, because I, I think it's an important thing to discuss. So I have here, like, let's ask the question, who is Google Stadia actually for? And, and I want to combine my, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's what it's I a great question. Talking. It's like the question. Yeah. It is like, who is Google Stadia actually for? And <clears throat> do we see a potential uh, for game streaming in the future? Or will this be like a specific niche like VR is? Um, <sighs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a PSVR as well. And I, I hope, I wish... I love my favorite thing is showing people VR for the first time, introducing mm-hmm. them to this. Yeah. Because a hundred percent of the time their mind is blown because yeah. they don't think it's going to be as cool as it is. Um, is it a kind of a niche thing? Kind of, because mm-hmm. it's not practical. It's not, it's first of all, the, the, this black Friday, this one ninety nine PSVR deal is incredible. Oh my have, God. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So, it's becoming more affordable. It is one of the best experiences you'll have. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit on your couch and twiddle your thumbs and play. You're going to be up and doing stuff. So it's immersive. It's incredible. VR is amazing right now. Yeah. Who's Stadia for? I honestly have no idea yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said before, the people who don't play a lot of games or don't have a console now, but still kind of want to, I think that's a huge target for them, right? Yeah. They may not buy a ton of games. So, so software wise, it may not be the best, uh, the most viable for the developers or Google. Um, people like me who just buy everything, yeah, <laughs> might be. Yeah, that's kind of who it's for as well. Um, it's if you're a gamer and like you're sick of updates, you're sick of just if you, if you want to go all digital, mm-hmm. there's no reason to not do Stadia. I think. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 not for one. It's for every. It's for a lot of different types of people. I think, and that's okay. You know. Um, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that people think it's just like, oh, I don't, I have bad internet, so it's for no, so therefore it stinks. Yeah, it's like, well, no, then it's not for you, and that's fine. But exactly, go play a PC or go play your console. You know, and that's the thing. With uh, what do you think? Well, like that's the thing is that um, I, I think we're bringing up who is Google Stadia for. And it kind of goes into like the most divisive games possible. Uh, more recently, Death Stranding, um, where everybody's trying to say, or even earlier this year with uh, Sekiro, uh, Sekiro dies twice, and yeah, and people are just arguing that like this game isn't for me, and they were just right. so therefore mad. no one should play it. Exactly, you know, it's just like yeah, it's like such a ridiculous way to think. Yeah, if you uh, listen to last week's podcast, I actually went on a huge rant about the potential for death stranding yeah and people just hate that it's game of the year or being nominated for game of the year because it's not for them it's just like okay it's not for you but a lot of people do like this um same thing with sekiro you know i could not play sekiro because it was too hard okay then it's not for you that's not a bad thing that doesn't discount you as a gamer it's just that sekiro is not fast great point yeah great point and same thing for google stadia because you don't like Google Stadia, well, here's actually on the opposite end. If somebody does like Google Stadia, that doesn't discount them as a gamer. It doesn't. And, and people try to make that argument that, like, if you support Google Stadia, you're not like a hardcore true gamer. And it's just like, right. It's, if anything, you're more because you're buying into this crazy sort of new thing early. So it's like, yeah. I want to play wherever I want to. I want to play 
games everywhere I go. Like that's the kind of thing you're thinking. Like I want to play on my phone. I'm playing the subway. You can't do subway yet, obviously. But oh yeah, I want to play out yeah. in public. I just that's like people like look. The switch works. The switch is incredible yeah. for a reason. You can play wherever you go. This is a similar idea. Mm-hmm. Like and people, you know, just, just love being negative and hating things. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what the world we live in. But it's a great point you said. Like. People, oh, you're not a real gamer because like stadiums. Like, if anything, I got more controllers than you, bro. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere. Like, you know. So, and that's just it. uh, Yeah, and and that's the thing is that like uh, asking a question: Who is Google Stadia actually for? I think it's for anybody who's actually interested in this game streaming. I don't think it's for everybody. Just like here's the thing that that's you have to ask the same question: Well, who is Xbox for? Xbox is for anybody because there's no exclusives on it. It's no, I think Xbox is for people who actually want to play on Xbox. More specifically, anybody who wants to try out Game Pass. And I think that's who is Xbox for? Game Pass. Um, but, you know, it all boils down to any sort of console, PlayStation 4, PC, Xbox. Who is this actually for? It's for anybody that's actually interested in this. And that's who it's for. It's not for non-gamers, not for gamers, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's for anybody that sees this and says, you know what? This actually fits my lifestyle. Yeah, and I see the, like, the, the, the Facebook group, I mean, the official Google Stadia. People, like all the comments like, mm-hmm. hey, I haven't had a console in years. Yeah. You know, I work full time. I got two kids. So I don't really get much gaming going on. But this seemed interesting. Yeah. I got it. And I can't believe how good it is. You know, so. Yeah. Um, and first of all, I tried it on my Pixel 3, my mm-hmm. phone. Yeah. I played 2K on my phone. 2K is a very demanding game. Yeah. a lot of stuff, a lot of data, you know. Fix the servers, I Ronnie. Couldn't, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't believe how clear and perfect and smooth it was on my yeah. phone. I saw... And a, apparently the Pixel phone is optimized for Stadia, which is nuts. Yeah. Like, it runs perfectly on a little tiny phone. Yeah. I, I saw H and Zero's video on Google Stadia and the NBA 2K, and he says the. Here's the funny thing: uh, if you watch H and Zero's uh, video on it, uh, he actually found out that the latency is much better on Google Stadia than it is on PS4. Yeah. Like, and he plays it as a career, and he's just like, "How is the latency better on cloud gaming than it is mm-hmm. on my actual console?" And one has to think. It's just like, that's crazy to think about, you know? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how they pulled this off. Yeah. And that it works so good. Like the Destiny servers went down the other day. It wasn't yeah. Stadia's fault. Maybe it was because more people were getting it for free. But sure. it wasn't their fault. It's Bungie's fault. So yell at people like, oh, see, Stadia doesn't work. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's not Welcome to multiplayer all, gaming. It, like, really? Yeah. And then, you know. Like, so they have this buddy pass. So uh, everybody, I bought a founder's edition, which they said super early on, you get a buddy pass to give to somebody. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, oh, I guess nobody's buying stay. They're going to give, give away free ones, huh? And I'm like, it's you don't like, even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, no, they said this early on. This is a great way to get other people to try it out, you know? Yeah. You, um, you know who else gave a buddy like, pass? Uh, what's that? You know who else gave a buddy pass? Who? The game A Way Out. And nobody argued that. They said th- they said that that was like a great idea to give a buddy pass so that you can play. Yeah. But because I remember that, you're right. Yeah. They they gave it out and like you don't have to buy another game. You can just uh, use your friend's buddy pass and you're in. But Google Stadia, they do the same idea and it's like, oh well, th- because no one's gonna buy it. It's like, shut up, dude. Like really, like it really is. 
okay, they did botch the first day a bit. I'll give them that. Sure, because, it's, it's launch. Like, yeah, the, the launch wasn't. Like, it was first of all, it was less than twenty four hours. It was a little, little messed up. That's all. Yeah, calm down, everybody. Go do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like I'm sitting here refreshing my email constantly. I'm like, well, you have a problem. Yeah, yeah. like don't do that. You're insane. First of all, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, mine came. It launched on the nineteenth. I got my thing on the twentieth. It, it, I didn't care. It wasn't yeah. a big deal at all. Um, so, like the fact that you still want to play it so hard, but you're still getting mad at. It. Like just give it time, everybody. Just chill out, you know. But it's so good already. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. It's um, it works mm-hmm. better than I thought. Um, there's still so many features coming down the road, which is cool. So I can't wait to see where, where this thing goes. And people are like, there's no games. Wasn't there like 10 games for the SNES or the 64? I think every console yeah. has like 10 games they launch with. Yeah. This had 22. And people yeah. like, oh, they panicked and, and made 22. So, so you think they made 12 games overnight? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they had these ready to go, but all you babies were crying and whining. So they said, hey, let's do... They weren't panicked. It was like, hey, we, these are ready to go. Yeah. They're optimized for Stadia. Let's do it. It was a good thing, and people are even crapping on that. And yeah. it's like, you can't be happy no matter what happens. And that's you know? the thing. That, that happens with every single new console launch. And I tell people, Everything. you don't have to buy the new console right when it releases because right? you're basically a guinea pig. You're a mass yeah. market guinea pig for yeah. how they mass produce this thing, and that's Google Stadia. Like you are the test subjects and then you are going to give them feedback and they'll be like, okay, for future endeavors, this is how we're going to fix things. Same thing. Like Xbox one, that release was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And it took until the end of the generation to pick themselves back up. And I'm not trying to say that Scarlet right down, like, like stepping onto the plate is going to do fantastic. Definitely not. Um, But you know, you're going yeah. to be a test subject nonetheless. And yeah. that's the thing. I, um, real quick on that, like PS4 was actually, I think, one of the best launches ever, they said, as far as there was almost no problems, you know? So they just, they nailed it, which is great, which is why they absolutely dominated this generation. And I think yeah. rightfully so, mostly because of the exclusives. Um, and yes. I, I'm, I'm big on that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't played God of War, Spider-Man, or Last of Us, what are you doing? Like, honestly, yeah. like, what are you doing with, with, with yourself? So all these rumors coming out now for mm-hmm. PS5 and Scarlet, like it's leaning towards PS5 again. The developers are saying PS5 is better. And I'm, I, it's so early. It's a year away. I'm not hating on anything. But yeah. if Microsoft messes this up again, it's done. They're, yeah. they're, they'll be done. You know, there'll still be a couple fanboys left, and not in a bad way, which is fine. If you like your Xbox, go for it. Yeah. But like PS4 tripled the amount of Xbox sales. And no matter how many Xboxes they released, they kept releasing different Xboxes and it wasn't working, you know? Yeah. Game Pass seems great, but, uh, and I'm sure it is, but it's still, it's like the exclusive stuff and that's what makes the thing. And, and Microsoft bought these studios, all these, which is good, good news, I hope, mm-hmm. you know, for them to make exclusive. It may, it may take them years to come out and that might be a problem. That's the only thing um, for their games, you know? Yeah. So, but if they mess this up again, whether the price or whatever it is, like yeah, yeah. They, they, it's going to be hard for them to. You know, I, I, I've already converted like three people to PS Five. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> you converted. <laughs> but well, I think it, it, it's all gaming. It all it's all it's all supposed to be fun. They yeah. make it. They 
the culture behind this is so gross sometimes that like you're embarrassed yeah. to be a gamer, you know? No, um, it's true. It's just like everybody has their opinion yeah. and it's just so volatile, some of their opinions, but it really is. I think, this is why LA Retro is such a great time because everyone's yeah. there to have a good time and all having fun. And know? they're not talking about like any kind of uh, console war because the console wars are in the past and that's what we're living in right now. It's it's done. Um, and Nintendo literally owns Sega, so they won. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, so um, good war. I yeah. think to wrap up this conversation, now that we're talking about next gen, uh, we're talking about PS5, we're talking about Xbox Scarlet and the xCloud and PS5's own streaming service. How do we think that Google Stadia is going to step up and actually compete against the next generation? Do you think they're going to stand a chance? I do, because, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just based this off of what I think. If they have the games, mm-hmm. right, um, like the the cross-platform games that are on for every system. Yeah. Um, people, and especially, okay, I had to delete Red Dead Redemption 2 off my PS4, off my 2 terabyte. Yeah. Hard drive, by the way, yesterday. It's like 100 gigs, isn't it? It's 103 gigs. I was like, what? Yeah. 103. So that right there, things like that, I'm so sick of deleting games off my hard drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have two terabytes, and it's full constantly because I download a lot of games. Yeah. But um, things like that, mm-hmm. I think, will make people start to get fed up because, again, it's every day with the updates, which I don't mm-hmm. mind that. That's fine if you're going to update a game. But it is a small nuisance. Mm-hmm. Add that onto everything else that's a little tiny nuisance, it adds up, right? Yeah. So if they get the people on board, the developer, which I don't see why they wouldn't, all they got to do, the developers I would imagine is just, hey, you know, change a few things. Here are the buttons. Here's the layout. Go for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not that it's not that easy, but it's, you know, they do it all the time for PlayStation and for all, all three uh, of the big consoles mm-hmm. and PC. So if they get people on board, they start getting some good exclusives, a couple indies maybe, you know, to kind of bulk up the library. Yeah, and if they if the pricing is competitive, if they're if they're selling older games, quote unquote, mm-hmm. for cheaper, then yeah, it's gonna work. You know, like people are mad they bought Tomb Raider for ten bucks the other day and they're giving <laughs> it for free next month. People went insane. Yeah. It's like, well, first of all, you bought it right away. You shouldn't have if you you know. And Google already said we'll give you a refund on that if you bought it. No problem. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And people and, and people and people like, all right, fine. Yeah. It's like. What that's the perfect response by Google. They're doing what you want. Yeah. So you know what I mean. And by um, the way, do you know how often that happened to me? Like, um, I would buy a game on the Xbox Marketplace, and then like the next month, it's free on Games with Gold. I'm like, come yeah. on! Like, it happens. You it know? happens like, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what in games. Is, first of all, it's very. I try really hard not to buy games day one anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, few exceptions: The Last of Us, things like that, the big ones. Because sure, yeah. Within a few weeks, sometimes mm-hmm. they're half price. Like it's crazy. Shout out the term how Raider. fast these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. how fast he's going to sell. Um, so, if no. you do it that fast, then whatever. Don't complain that you bought something. Things go on sale. Yeah, exactly. All the time. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, exactly. It's a very toxic, gross culture. A lot of times, it stinks. Yeah. But this is our hobby. This is our passion. We love games. We love playing them. Yeah. You know, it's a thing you got to deal with, right? Yeah, and I hope I hope I hope it, I hope I hope Stadia can be a player for a long time. I hope it can last. I think um, it will. Um, yeah, just because. And here's the thing that everybody's kind of missing is that they're first out of the gate. Like they're first yeah. out of the gate in terms of cloud gaming. That X Cloud may be coming out this year, and there may be already beta tests. But like you said, some people are saying that X Cloud isn't. 
that great. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is that Google Stadia, whether or not it works the best way you want it to be, they are first out of the gates and they are and coming strong. Yeah. And it's not a, a little thing like on live or whatever, like a little small company. It's, mm-hmm. it's Google. It's yeah. freaking Google. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, sheer convenience mm-hmm. for people in the future, just be able to pick up a controller, push a button, boom, and it starts. Yeah. Like that's huge. Like timing now is a big thing. I have to plan like, okay, can I even play 2K right now because I only have 35 minutes to do something? No, I can't play a full game. So what do yeah. I do? I play I, 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 I play Tetris on the Switch. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm still playing Tetris 99. So I only have a few minutes. So let me just play that real quick. So things like that mm-hmm. is why Stadia is going to be like pretty awesome. You know, I think what people yeah. are going to really lean towards, I hope. And if you want to double dip with games, let's do it. You know, I have 2K on both things now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to play Tomb Raider again when they give it for free next month because I love that game. Nice. And that just is. It like I think one year down the line, once these new generations come out, Google will have that one-year advantage over everything. And they're, yeah, they're going to have 100 games by next year probably, even mm-hmm. more. Who knows? I think yeah. they already have like six – like uh, they had a bunch already like signed on and ready to go, and they're going to yeah. keep releasing them. Like, why give them all the first day? People would complain yeah. about that too. Too many options, you know? Yeah. So no matter what they did, people were going to complain about it. No, that's exactly uh, it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a good way to wrap up our conversation about this. Oh, that's just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian, like, thanks thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Like, as, uh, like I said, I saw Great. your adamant um, uh, presentation for Google Stadia, why people should love Google Stadia. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I got to bring this guy on the show just to talk about this. Uh, because you're just such a fan of Google Stadia even before the launch, and now it seems like even post-launch, you're you're a fan of it. It's fine. It's a it's a it, good it thing. Just, it just works. It just works. Yeah, it just you know? works. But really well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, let let us get to know you a little bit better with your comedy shows. But um, yeah. So uh, where can we find your podcast? Like, um, yeah, like tell us a little bit about your podcast, where we can find it, where we can follow you on the social medias. Yeah. Anywhere you can find the podcast Just search for playable characters podcast. I think it's on every single platform you can find um, playable characters podcast. Subscribe mm-hmm. to that. If you want, they come out every Monday morning, new episodes drop. Um, and you can find a Twitter and Instagram at playable podcast. You can find myself at laugh at Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's laugh at Brian um, <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, when's this coming out? Uh, this coming comes out me? this coming Monday, so December second. Okay. okay, so tonight, everybody, if you want, yeah, uh, in the, if you're in the city, OS Gamer Lounge. I'm doing a new show called Retro Bits with my friend TJ. Nice. Uh, we, we used to do it all the time at this other place in Queens. Um, we play really bad video games and we kind of do like a mystery science theater treatment too. We kind of riff on the games as the audience plays them. Um, nice. we have a special guest, Lucy pole, who's the voice of mercy in overwatch. Oh yeah. She'll yeah. be joining. She'll be joining us as well. She did episode 99 of my podcast. Mm-hmm. And she was hilarious. Um, so it's a really, really fun time. It's only a $5 show. We'll, we'll be doing it monthly at the OS gamer Lounge, which is downtown, which is in Chinatown. Nice. Um, so check it out. It's a really cool place. Uh, it's an awesome place, actually. And then our show will be like monthly. And hopefully we're doing some more content there as well. Other than that, feel free to follow me on Twitter. I, I post my shows on there. I'm on Facebook, too, but it's a cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah tell me twice about Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right. But, uh, 
Yeah, we thank you again for uh, listening to this week's podcast and definitely check out Playable Characters Podcast if you haven't already. It's absolutely um, just a, a breath of fresh air. It's really excellent. Um, and with all that said and done, um, speaking for Liz here, I guess... Let's miss the good one. Oh, what's that? I just missed a good one today. I know she did, but she had to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> she'll have, have to be a real listener. Listen to it. She'll have the good times. Yeah, exactly. You know? She edits these podcasts. So, um, but yeah, we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you have an excellent week, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace out.